first reading is from Malachi chapters 3 and 4. Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver. And they will bring offerings and righteousness to the Lord. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord as in the days of old and as in former years. Remember the law of my servant Moses, the statutes and rules that I commanded him at Horeb for all Israel. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. And he will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. This, oh, <clears throat> O Lord, have mercy on us. The second reading is from John chapter 1. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. O Lord, have mercy on us. There is an absolute blessed freedom in living an actual, a real Christian life. The Christian life isn't and should not be spent worrying about God and justifying yourself. If you are a Christian, if you know truly what it means to be a Christian, you should at least as far as your relationship with God goes, have no stress in your life. You should not spend your time and your energy trying to build up some sort of spiritual bank account that God will one day say, render, payment rendered in full, come on in. But rather, no, our Christian life is a life spent in gratitude, peace, and thanksgiving. We have been already finished and done, redeemed by the Son of God, by Jesus Christ. And so now we are free, without stress, without pressure, to love God and love our neighbor. All we do is an outgrowth of this knowledge in Jesus. I hope, truly, it is. I hope that we know we are forgiven. And so everything that we do, spiritually speaking, is without any sort of coercion or threat or force behind it. And that includes bearing witness to Jesus Christ. John the Baptist had a unique and a very specific job that he was born into this world to do. It was prophesied centuries, about 500 years or so, before he was born that he would come into the world to make straight the way for Messiah. The prophet Malachi said that Elijah would come, of course not reincarnate, but Someone would come in the spirit and the power of Elijah, and he would turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. And that prophecy was fulfilled in Zechariah's hearing when the angel announced to him that his wife Elizabeth would bear a child and he would have this duty. And sure enough, even as the angel said it, nine months later, Zechariah said it as well, what John was and would do. He'd go before the Christ. He would go before the Messiah, preparing his way, and by his own words, 
witnessing to the glories of God and his kingdom come on earth. And indeed, we know so well that is exactly what John did. He got there onto the scene as an adult, and he prepared the way for that Christ so bravely and so well. And his words, if you want to sum up his repeated sermon that he went to time and again, we sing those words every other Sunday when we sing the Agnus Dei. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John said those words pointing at Jesus, pointing his hearers, pointing his own disciples to him, the one he prepared the way for. So as the Gospel of John says in our short reading this evening, absolutely it's true. John himself was not the light, but the one he pointed to, Jesus, was the light. Now, there is a sense, of course, that John, he had to do it. So to speak, he had no choice but to be this forerunner, this prophet. Not out of any sort of guilt that he had, or trying to earn his salvation, as we've already covered. And no, not even this, because he had to please Zechariah, his dad. Dad wanted him to do this, so no, no, that's not why he did it. He did it because it was his preordained, foreordained job. God said that it would be him to do it, and so, of course, he did But he also proclaimed Christ, pointed to Christ, witnessed to Jesus Christ for this simple reason. He believed that that man that he was pointing to and all that he was, stood for, and would do was absolutely necessary, and it was true. John actually, he believed in the product that he was selling, as it were. His cousin, Jesus John, proclaimed to be the Messiah, to be the light of the world, because he believed it. He's like, yes, this is true. I believe it, and you ought to believe it also. And so he necessarily proclaimed, that is, he bore witness to the light. If the Christ of God, God's Son, in fact, was coming into the world to redeem the world from sin, to restore fallen creation, What better news is that, is there than that? What is more exciting? What is more marvelous? What is more joyful than to know that God has come himself into the world to fix what we broke? And indeed, what is there more important in this life to witness to, to point toward, to get excited about, and to share with others? Christmas is always a very big deal, and we spend time getting ready for it every year as well we should. People who haven't been in church for years, or perhaps even haven't ever been in church, they pour themselves into prepping for that day. And I would even say this, that's fine, that's good, it's dandy. And as much as I personally don't like the over-commercialization of Christmas in this time of year, I'm kind of okay with it in a sense because even when they're trying to sell you cheap junk made across the Pacific Ocean, which you're going to throw out in 18 months, even while that's still happening, it's still celebrating a holiday that has the name of our Savior in it, Christ, Christ Mass. See, even with all of this sort of caked on stuff that we go into the stores and even here in September and October in some places, whatever, The name of Jesus is still on the lips. They can't get around it even when they call it a holiday, which means holy day. What is the holy day? It is Christmas. 
So rather than be a Grinch myself about the decorations and the music going up perhaps too early, well, why not take the opportunity to talk about the Lord, whom it is all, even if they won't admit it, in celebration of? Why not with John Witness? Jesus is the light of the world. As we sing in this service that we're learning the light, no darkness can overcome. In that Jesus Christ that John proclaimed, there is forgiveness, life, and salvation. And so why not talk about it? Why not talk about it with the people we hold most dear in this life, the people we want to give good things to in this life? If you want to give your children or your grandchildren something nice for Christmas, a gift, a toy, a game, whatever, why not give them the greatest gift of telling them about the Savior and the God who came in this, to this world who loves them so that he gave up his own life for them. I will wait. You tell me, what is a better gift to give others who do not have that gift and know that gift than that gift itself? Why not, with John, point to Jesus Christ and say, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That is light. Yes, John was not the light. The evangelist John makes that clear. John the Baptist was not the light, but he reflected the light insofar as he lived his life of piety and pointed people to Jesus. I'll tell you this, with him, even now, so many millennia removed, we can be reflectors too. Through our lives, our words, and actions, we can, and I hope we do, point people to Jesus, to the Lord. It doesn't have to be big or dramatic. You don't have to go out into the wilderness of Iroquois County and put on a leather belt and wear a hair shirt or something like that, whatever it was. But just know this, every little bit helps, and that's okay. The Savior who we worship today and every day, every Christmas, every Advent, every season, he is the light incarnate. and We have the flame of his life in us. So, Christian friends, don't hide that light under a bushel. But rather, let that light, along with John the Baptist, shine before men. Amen.